Right, next one, uh, Nicola. The um, report that we have are going to have a look at there was in the Sunday Times. It uh, dealt with, uh, as they call it, wealthy German businessman, uh, Andre Potgitter is his name. So, yeah, please uh, tell us what uh, was reported in that article in the Sunday Times. I have to say, actually, after reading this article, I was quite upset. I was basically running around the office telling anyone who will listen about this matter because I actually couldn't believe. Yes. Um, but basically, Mr. Andre Potgieter um, was sentenced... So in this case, the, the, the husband is, or the father is a bad guy. Normally, it's not like that. Is it? I, I would definitely <laughs> do. <laughs> but I will try to um, keep this as, as unbiased as I possibly please, please, can. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, Mr. Potgieter um, was sentenced to four and a half years in prison after failing to pay his former wife um, 1.2 million rand in maintenance. Mm. Um, he then started the process after serving two months of the sentence um, to appeal the jail sentence. And at the hearing of this matter, he then announced that he will now be appealing the entire conviction to the SCA. Um, he also has received uh, bail, so he will not be returning to jail anytime soon. Um, but basically how this matter came about, um, his former wife, Mrs. Nell, um, or Miss Nell, was fighting for maintenance for her youngest son, um, who is now already 24 years old, since the couple divorced eight years ago. Um, so in the divorce proceedings, Mr. Potgieter um, took over the family businesses um, which he and his wife built up together. Um, it's RJ restaurant franchises in KwaZulu-Natal. Mm. Um, and he eventually then sold these businesses to his new girlfriend once um, Mrs. Nell or Miss Nell then approached the maintenance court. So in the maintenance court, he claimed poverty, saying that he cannot afford to pay maintenance obviously because he did not own these businesses any longer. Um, the maintenance court rightly wasn't very impressed with this argument, yes. having regard to everything that went on, and they issued an attachment um, order for the, um, the sheriff to seize any property belonging to him um, and then also the businesses. Um, so it's very sad in this matter. Actually, um, there are two children involved. The, the elder son um, actually then elected to go and stay with his father where they enjoyed um, a life of luxury. Um, they were traveling around the world and um, with this new family while the other um, sibling Keegan then stayed with his mother and they really had a very difficult time. At some stage they had gone seven months without electricity and running water, moving from town to town just to make um, ends meet. Um, so the father obviously also obtained an interdict against that attachment order to make sure that she then couldn't claim that 1.2 million rand and to date she, she hasn't been able to. So she is now, um, she and Keegan are now awaiting the outcome of this um, further appeal proceedings and then to see from there whether they will eventually be able to claim that money from him. I think you've convinced me this is not a <laughs> yes. Okay, but in, in general, obviously, we don't have all the uh, facts uh, yes. uh, at hand. Uh, but in general, what are the consequences if you fail to pay maintenance? 
Um, well, from this matter, we can see that there obviously are very serious consequences. Um, Mr. Potgieter being sentenced to four and a half years in prison. Um, so imprisonment is one of the, the possible um, relief that you can claim um, because Section 31 of the Maintenance Act creates the offence um, of failing to make payment in accordance with a maintenance order. So you can then be um, liable on conviction to a fine or imprisonment. Um, so I guess that differs then from other debt. You know, I mean, if you fail to pay your account at the pharmacy or whatever, and they sue you and they get judgment, for that you can't go to jail anymore. Many years yeah. ago, I don't know if you're honest, you will remember, many, many years ago you could be imprisoned for failure to pay your other debt yeah. you know, under Section 65, but now it's only for maintenance matters. So mm. obviously our law still regards failure to pay maintenance as a very, very serious offence. Yeah, rightly so. And um, I think that also, well, that um, matter of um, the civil judgments and not being able to be imprisoned for failing to pay them um, was constitutionally challenged. And I think that will never be able, um, or they can never take away this imprisonment when failing to pay maintenance, because we must remember the Constitution um, in Section 28 makes provision, um, and I've been repeating this on every program that I've been, that in any matter concerning a child, their best interest will be of paramount importance. Yes. So it's not that you are committing um, an offence against a business owner or someone that you owe money, you are com committing offence against um, society's most vulnerable members, um, an ex-wife, um, so women or children, and not even just children in general, but your child, yeah. because you are committing this crime against him. Mm. So I definitely don't think that that is something that can be changed, even if it is challenged um, constitutionally. I'm very in favour this, in, of this, um, although I would say that imprisonment um, can also create other problems um, it's not always suitable in all matters because it can lead to that person um, losing his job, um, which will also render his dependence hopeless, basically. Um, so there are um, other ways of enforcing this judgment. Um, they can buy, pay a fine, um, which I also kind of have a problem with because then you are paying money to the state, which could have yes, gone to yes. the children. Um, but the maintenance court also offers some relief where you can ask for a warrant of execution, uh, the attachment of this person's salary or any debt owing to him or even his pension funds if there is any. Okay, so there are ways and means to enforce the maintenance uh, order, no? Definitely, sir. Okay. Um, yeah, so, so if you now have claimed maintenance uh, for yourself or a child or whatever, what can you do to ensure that the maintenance will be paid in, in future? Um, well, like you say, my first advice would definitely be to secure that court order to get that in place because we do see in practice many um, couples that kind of reach an informal agreement that the husband or wife will pay this and the other one will pay that and it doesn't always happen like that. But once you have that order, the debt will start to accrue when it's not paid. Um, so you can then claim um, the arrear maintenance as well as the future maintenance. Um, and then I would also encourage um, any people looking to claim um, or enforce maintenance to keep complete records of any maintenance payments um, that were made and also where you have requested those maintenance payments. Um, and 
by saying this, I'm also not encouraging any people to kind of harass the person that you are meant to claim maintenance from because we also do see that um, where a person is paying monthly and they would remind this person two weeks ahead, mm. one week ahead, two, two days ahead to remember about this payment and that's also not the, um, what we want because that usually also creates spite between the parties. Mm. Um, and then I would say if um, the the person has defaulted on his payment to approach court as soon as possible um, to, to make sure that this order is then enforced before the debt um, becomes a very large amount. Interest? Can you claim interest on the rear payment? I don't think so. Uh, to to be quite so. honest, I'm not 100% so. sure. Um, I guess if you can make a case out for that, I would think it have, would have to be a large amount that is owing to you then. Um, but in any event, the maintenance usually is meant to be used up within a month's time and then to be um, refilled, if I can say it like that. So I don't think you would in any event be um, getting interest if that money was paid to you because you have to buy the groceries mm. or pay the rent or whatever it is meant for. I think we mentioned that this before, but... Uh the maintenance court, where do you find that? It's, it's basically at the local magistrate's court. Yes, yes, they have this kind of separate branch, the maintenance court, which is open to the public. Anyone can approach that court without an attorney. Okay. But, but in addition to what she says, is that um, under, you find it that, that uh, in certain instances, the husband or the person who's supposed to, main, to pay maintenance, they will hide their assets and come and plead poverty. Mm. There is also a service of a maintenance investigator, mm. uh, which is uh, attached to the office of the maintenance, and the investigator will go all out and investigate. Normally, when the person sees this investigator coming to their house to check what properties they have, the car they drive, the kind of house that they live in, they normally comply after that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that definitely can be quite useful, a tool that they make um, available for the public. Okay, then another maintenance-related topic. There was an article in the Petion News uh, heading there, I see, as judge tells unemployable wife to find work. What happened in this case, uh, Nicola? Yes, so in this matter, it's actually the the woman that was in the wrong. Yes, yes. So this um, mother of three small children um, was in the process of divorcing her husband. Um, and she then claimed, um, I can list them here, um, 20,000 Rand maintenance per month for her and the children, over 9,000 Rand for municipal services, um, payment of their medical aid, and over 10,000 Rand a month towards the children's private school fees. And then she also asked um, a legal or a contribution towards her legal fees in the amount of 20,000 Rand. Um, so the court was quite astound or astonished to find that her monthly expenses totaled 53,000 Rand. This while her husband was earning a salary of 36,000 Rand. Um, so this woman, and the, that's what the court stated actually was to say um, that this woman is pushing for a lifestyle her husband simply cannot afford. Not while they were married and definitely not now. Um, the courts, when working through this matter, they found that this um, husband is actually um, staying with his parents now and he still pays um, the bulk of his salary to this estranged wife and the children um, so that he barely had any money left at the end of the month to pay petrol or to buy toiletries. 
Um, so this woman's other argument then um, basically was founded on the idea that she is unemployable. Um, so her husband, who is a staunch Greek Orthodox, um, according to her, never allowed her to work. The husband obviously differed with this. Um, but this woman actually, she's 27 years old. Um, she has a degree in architecture and she has no health issues. So the court really couldn't reach the same conclusion that she is unemployable. Um, although she lacks practical experience in her field, um, that is the same with many young graduates after attending university. So it definitely is a challenge, but the court was sure that she can overcome this challenge and he encouraged her to go and find a job. Um, so in the end, the judge um, rejected this notion and he ordered that the husband pay 3,800 rand a month to his wife and 2,500 rand per child, um, pending obviously the finalization of their divorce. I guess the heading is appropriate, no? the judge did indeed tell her to find find a job. No? Yes, quite directly. <laughs> Interesting what the judge also said, you mentioned that the woman was pushing for a lifestyle her husband simply could not afford. Mm. I would wonder whether that doesn't apply to married couples from time to time as well. Not just <laughs> uh, your wife listen to this uh, <laughs> I hope so, I'm not sure actually. My mother listens, I know that. Um, okay, so in general, Nicola, what advice can you give to a wife who claims maintenance from her husband? Um, well, we also, always, when we um, consult with clients, we explain it to them as looking at the DNA. Um, so that basically, um, when we look at the D, it's the duty, so the legal duty of the father of, or the mother mm. um, to contribute to the maintenance. So that is usually the duty of the biological parents. And then secondly, the N for the need. So we need to go and look at the children's needs and calculate that. Um, and then lastly, the ability. So that is then looking at the, the two parents and their respective incomes. What is their ability to contribute towards this need of the child? Okay, yeah. yeah. DNA, yeah, makes sense. All right. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Nicola. Uh, 